It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome here to another edition of Husker Chat Live. Sean Callahan with HuskerOnline.com. And as always, Husker Chat Live um, is brought to you by Sandhills Global. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at AuctionTime.com. And we're powered by ABM. And we're back into spring football. We took a week off from Husker Chat Live. It was spring break. Uh, I'm sure these guys all got away. I was down in Florida myself. Um, so it was nice to have a break. But I'm sure you guys are, are glad. Um, to be back at practice as we're talking offensive line today and we've got some new faces on Husker Chat Live. Um, first time we've had three on one screen. It looks good, guys. We got Teddy Prohaska, Brant Banks, Ezra Miller joining us. Um, guys, great. To, uh, welcome to Husker Chat Live. Well, thanks thanks for, having having for having us. And then um, the guy that got left out of the party evidently is Trent Hickson, uh, Omaha Scout product veteran on this football team. Uh, Trent, welcome here to Husker Chat Live. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So here, here's how it works. I'll go through some questions at the start, uh, but we got a lot of fans that join in and tune in live to Husker Chat Live. And the cool thing about this is it allows them a chance to ask you guys questions. So over the course of this 30-minute show, um, we will get questions from the fans. I will bring them on board um, with everybody here, and, and we can kind of throw them around. But I'm just going to get to some stuff with you guys first. But if you have a question, once again, Put it in the chat column. These guys will take your questions. It's your chance to find out everything you want to know um, about spring football in the offensive line. Uh, but let's first start at the top. Teddy, um, where are you at? Obviously, you're not practicing. Um, if we were playing a game in a week, how close would you be to playing in a game? Well, uh, I don't think I'd be playing in a week. Uh, a couple months out, maybe. But uh I just started doing kind of on-field workouts pretty recently, you know, uh, doing some – drop sets and stuff like that. Um, I think I should be running in a couple couple weeks, maybe. Should be able to just let loose and run a little bit. But no, definitely not able to play a football game right now. What was the hardest part for you um, to have a setback like that? And here you are, you're going against Aiden Hutchinson and holding your own on national TV. And, and he's going to probably be picked in the top five of the draft. And then, you know, your season ended right at that point. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you felt like, you had arrived and then all of a sudden it had been taken all away from you. Yeah, it was definitely uh, not what I was planning on. Uh, you know, things were kind of looking pretty positive for me then with the Northwestern game, then rolling into the Michigan game. But uh, when it happened, the worst part of it, honestly, was not being able to just kind of be with everybody, you know, practices and traveling to games and stuff like that, that it just, it sucks being kind of, it felt removed almost from the team as a whole, but once I kind of got back on my feet and got back around the guys, things kind of felt more natural minus not playing football. And uh, let's bring in Brand Banks now. Brand, um, you know, last year you got the start early on against Illinois. I know you battled some injuries as well. Um, what did you gain out of last year and, and kind of what were some of the injuries that held you back last year at times? Yeah, um, well, I got a lot of experience in a lot of different positions. Um, I played both sides of the ball, guard and tackle, never played center. 
probably should never touch center, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I was playing tackle the first game of the year. Then I moved to – I think I was playing left guard whenever we played Michigan State. And I actually broke my hand that game. So I had to get surgery, and I was out for a few weeks after that. And that was probably a major setback for the year because I was probably going to play guard, like, the rest of the year and not move back to tackle is what I mean. Um, it sucks, but like Teddy was saying, it really does suck. The biggest – like the worst part about it is not being able to be with your team. Like going through practices and stuff is it's a really big bonding experience. Like for the guys, it brings us really close together and it's almost like you're out of the loop a little bit. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it just sucks not being able to be with everyone. And where are you at this spring? Are you primarily working tackle guard? Give us an idea how you're being utilized this spring. Uh, yeah, I'm playing tackle now. Left. left or uh, left. I mean, both, I guess. We, I don't think anything's really set in stone, so we're all just playing tackle or guard or whatever that he has us at and trying to be proficient at both sides, you know, because you never know where you're going to end up playing. And let's bring in Ezra Miller, um, the third member uh, of the uh, the trio up here. And I don't think we've talked to you yet, Ezra. Is this the first time you've talked um, since you've been at Nebraska? Yeah, it is. Well, you know, your story is very unique. Um, you came from Iowa. First of all, how, how much did you have to hear about uh, playing for the Hawkeyes? Um, and I, I know they've gotten the better of Nebraska, obviously, the last few years in a row. But uh, every one of these games has been close. But I'm, I'm sure it's been kind of fun to step into the other side of the rivalry here. Yeah, seeing both sides of the rivalry is a real treat. I've gotten a lot of grief from some people, especially around my hometown, in good nature, of course. Um, I've gotten grief from my own teammates, but they love me. I love them. It works out great anyway. Um, the rivalry is fun. You know, I still have friends who play for the Hawkeyes. I still talk to those guys on occasion. They're uh, great fellas. And even though the rivalry hasn't gone our way, I really think and hope it will this year. This How much season. did you, Ezra, need another year? Like, you know, when you came to Nebraska, um, just to kind of shake some rust off and kind of get yourself back to probably where you're at right now. Uh, my initial season, I actually had to have a double hernia repair. So that knocked me out for a couple weeks. Um, but it's taken a lot of time to kind of shake the rust off and adjusting to a new system here. Um, it's, it's a really good process. I feel like I've learned a lot here. I've learned new techniques, how to do things differently, a new system, um, learning and the challenge of coming here from somewhere else, especially after taking as much time off as I did was a really big growth period for me personally as a player and as a just a person all right let's bring in now trent hickson um to the discussion and and trent's a very played a lot of snaps in nebraska both um can play both guard can play center um you know correct me if i'm wrong but you're working a lot of center this spring is that right trent yeah center's been the main focus um definitely put my time in at guard and that definitely has helped me excel at center um just learning football especially last year that was a big learning curve of switching over from guard to center but i think overall it's been a positive experience so far yeah what type of opportunity is at center i mean cam jurgens is some those are some big shoes to fill but you know guys like you and ethan piper um, are getting the opportunity to kind of show if you can you know get it done this spring i mean what, what kind of opportunity do you guys have right now I think uh, as a unit, we're looking great. Uh, it's definitely we're definitely adding technique, and it's it's a little sloppy to start off with, but it's only spring ball, and we just started working the new techniques. So 
I think that I think that as we go along, it's going to clean up, and we're going to be dominating some uh, some defensive lines across the across the United States, but and also in Ireland, that'll be a fun opportunity as well. Um, filling filling Cam shoes, that's he was a he was definitely a, a elite player, and he's probably going to do really well in the NFL, but not really worried about the unit overall. I think we'll be really productive this year, and I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to play. If you're just joining us, uh, you tuned in to Husker Chat Live, offensive line film room, as uh, we're joined by Teddy Prohaska, Brant Banks, Ezra Miller, and Trent Hickson. Uh, Sean Callahan with HuskerOnline.com. Husker Chat Live is brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. Before we get into these questions, they're starting to pile up, guys. I got to ask about your new position coach, Donovan Riola. Um, I'm going to start up with the trio of guys and just let you guys take this and bounce it off in the room. Um, but how different has it been with a new guy? Um, he's definitely, um, just from our perspective in the media, he's got a, he's a lot shorter with his answers. But I think today we tried to ask him about specific players and every single guy is doing a good job. He goes, yeah. yep. you know, he, yeah. he doesn't want to uh, take the spring bait and, um, you know, give anybody too much praise, but, from your perspective, what have you guys seen um, from Donovan Raiola? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think in general he's awesome. Like, he has the energy that we need. Uh, he comes out every day, and, like, we're all pumped up anyway because we – I mean, you can't walk into football practice flat or else you're going to get hit in the face. But, I mean, his energy is awesome, and the way that he's teaching us how to play O-line and the new techniques that he's brought to us I think are really going to help us this year dominate everyone in the Big Ten to be – like completely honest with you. He's bringing a lot of new stuff that I personally, I mean, I'm pretty fresh to O-line, but I've never done a lot of the things that he's teaching us. And so far they've been awesome. We've been killing it. So that's what I think. Yeah. I would say uh, one of the bigger things that he's not afraid to talk about is uh, the Joe Moore award for the best unit. And that's one of our units goal goals is to, strive for that and you can't be afraid to talk about it and you know if you're talking about it that means you're doing the right things to work to get to that point where we could win that um i just think that his methodology of helping the team first like we want to make sure that nebraska wins that's one of our main goals is helping nebraska win and then focusing on being the best unit that we can be i just think that's a real fresh set of ideas coming in here uh, for me, what I see is that he is a very intense and loving coach about as we grow into players and people, he preaches very good life lessons to us and he's going to do absolutely everything in his power to help us succeed on the field and off the field. He's a fantastic man and I can't talk higher of him. How about you, Trent? Um, you know, you've been around a long time um, and have played a lot of football in Nebraska. I mean, what, what have you seen from Donovan Riola? I think he's really uh, added value to the offensive line, uh, both technique-wise. We've we're adding new stuff, but you, you also use some of the stuff that you learned in the past to just like whatever works for you and stuff. And he's a real pro, uh, proponent of that. He he really wants just all of our stuff to work best for us and finding a way for us to win each snap. And then he also what was that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. I didn't uh, then he also adds a another layer onto the mental side of it. Uh, we've switched a few things up, but it's still you're still seeing the same looks and everything. He just he has a different system of 
counting everything out and making sure we are in the best play possible and we're blocking it in the best way that will give the running backs, quarterback, everybody else the the lane to succeed. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, let's get into the questions now, guys. Got a lot of questions as we're on Husker Chat Live uh, with Teddy Perhaska, Brant Banks, Ezra Miller, and Trent Hickson. Uh, first question, and I'm going to get right to it. It's from Dan on Facebook. Wants to know... Um, you know, who is the QB they are liking early on? What do you guys think up top? What's it looking like in that room? And I know everyone's talked about the leadership that Casey's brought, and I know he's fed you guys pretty well. At least I saw some pictures of when he took you to um, uh, the, uh, the the steakhouse or the Brazilian steakhouse here downtown. Um, but what have you seen from that quarterback room? Um, well, I don't – I mean, it's kind of – different from my perspective because I'm not blocking for any of the QBs yet. But uh, I think each of the QBs kind of bring their own skill set to the field. You know, the competition in that room is so high right now, and it's just making each one of them better. Across the board, I feel like the leadership, yeah, Casey brings it. You know, he talks to us, hypes us up. Uh, I think Logan is doing a really good job of uh, teaching kind of the younger guys and Casey as well, just like, and the new guys that we brought in, how the system works, same with Matt Massacre, both of them are doing that. And then the younger guys are filling their roles right now. I just think overall the competition that they have with one another is just elevating that room entirely. Yeah. And I, I'd have to agree with Teddy. I mean, the competition in that room's insane. I mean, there's not many colleges in this country that have that good of a quarterback room, like as a unit. And so I think it's going to be exciting to see how it all works out. But, I mean, so far, going through spring, blocking for Casey or Logan or Chubb or whoever it is, I mean, they're all good leaders, uh, especially Casey, like he was talking about. Casey's very vocal, which is good for us. We need a vocal quarterback who's going to talk to us. He'll pick us up more down, and if he's down, we'll do the same thing to him. So. There's not a whole lot that I can add. These two covered it really well. Um, they're all fant fantastic men to be around. They're all great leaders. They inspire our team. Um, they talk up the younger guys. If they're struggling, they talk up us. If we're, you know, if we're struggling or we have a bad play, we brush it off and they tell us to move on to the next one. And that's what we do. Uh, there's not a different group of guys that I would have in my QB room if I had a choice. Who ate the most steak at Rodizio? That's, that's the real thing I want to know. Boy. 
I don't even know. We put some meat away. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird, but we were smashing that food. I will say, uh, Hunter and Henry were given their business to run for their money. Which I, Hunter? Uh, Anthony. Oh, I guess we yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, Hunter yeah. Anthony and Henry Latowski were, you know, given that business, you know, breaking their pockets. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> servers were struggling to keep <laughs> up with us. Yeah. They, they didn't make money on that deal. No, no. Well, Trent, um, I want to ask you this about the quarterbacks. You're, um, uh, they've said to the media, at least, that you guys are doing a lot more under center at times. Um, how has that been? Because I know in the past, you know, when previous staffs and players, it was all shotgun, you know, and you go back to, like, games last year where you couldn't get under – they didn't go under center on, like, fourth and inches, and they were out of the shotgun, and they got some of the fans real riled up. I mean, are you guys now equipped to be under center and, and pick up QB sneaks and and how's it been being under center so far this spring at times? I've I've welcomed it. I really enjoy under center. It it's, it's a little bit of comfort because then you know you know the quarterback's going to get the ball every single time. There's nothing that can really go wrong. Uh, haven't had any issues doing it, and I know the uh, the offense as a whole. Like we can do under center, we can do shotgun. Like it really doesn't matter. We're we're just booming at full force. Um, how much? How much? Uh, yeah, uh, Center when you when you do under center. I mean, is it something that you got to rep hundreds of times a day to, to really execute at the level you need to, to do it at? Yeah, we, we've got our fair share of uh, under center snaps, especially at the start of spring ball uh, and during winter conditioning. We we did a lot of uh, snapping with quarterbacks, which has helped so much this uh, this spring. I mean, there's there's rarely a ball on the ground, which is good because we have a lot of young guys too that that need the extra snaps and stuff. And the quarterbacks also do a good job of communicating, okay, we need to snap up a little bit, it's getting a little low and everything like that. So that's the value that Casey brings in as someone who's already led and will continue to lead. And then Logan's starting to figure it out too. So I'm really looking forward to see both the competition and as they how they progress as, uh, progress as leaders. All right, we got a number of comments I'm going to share here. Uh... Petty is a beast. We need you to get healthy. That's from Steven. Thank um, you. <laughs> Sam Buddha. I don't know if he's related to uh, Grant Buddha or not, but um, biggest of years for the big uglies and the football program going forward. In history and tradition must be foremost in mind. Go Big Red. Um, got another comment here. Let's go O-line. Big Red Pipeline. That's from Michael. Um, hot Juice. Um, I don't know who that is, but Hodges likes Trent. I think he just wants to know how. I'm guessing this is about Teddy. He wants to know how Teddy's feeling. We covered that already. Um, all right, we got a question here from D. Um, and it is a tough question. I know you guys talked about goals, but he wants to know: Do you think you can be the best O line in the Big Ten? Have you guys worked uh, at all at controlling penalties? Because we know penalties, whether it's a holding or false starts, have been issues at times for this line um is there a new approach and i'll let the guys up top take this has there been a new approach with handling the penalty situations that have plagued the line at times i mean i'd, I'd say yeah i mean this year we're going out and one of the biggest things we're doing right now is we don't have, we we don't have penalties we can't have penalties because that's just what kills games kills drives and it's how you lose games so we've been putting a big focus into not having holding penalties not jumping off sides on the snap We've done a lot of different things here and there to help us with that stuff. And from what I see this spring, it's been improving a lot. Uh, you know, talking about being the best O-line in the Big Ten, uh, that is a goal. But ultimately, the goal is we want the Joe, Joe Moore Award. 
we want to be recognized as the best O-line in the country. And we are doing everything in our power to strive for that and reach that goal. Ezra, how did Iowa do it? I mean, you know, they, they are always considered one of the best in the country. You know, you, you were a part of that room and Brian and Kirk Ferentz um, and what they did. I mean, from your eyes, like, why does Iowa always have such great success building lines there? And can you take some of that, what you learned there to Nebraska? Yeah, I think actually Rayola is incorporating it a lot. There is a great deal of discipline at Nebraska regarding that, or at Iowa regarding those kind of things. You know, it's, they really preach the little details and doing all those little details right at every moment. And we actually had a great discussion this morning in our meeting room pre-practice about how we want to do things as soon as we can, the best that we can, all the time that we can. We want to bring consistency and discipline into every aspect of our lives. That includes football. So we want to take what we're learning and roll it over into football, bringing all that consistency, all that effort, and doing things absolutely right every time. Got a question here. I'll, I'll let um, Trent take this one first. One, Dan wants to know, who are some of the D linemen that give you the most grief right now in practice? I always got to say uh, Polar Bear Nash. He always, uh, he always puts up a good fight. And then uh, Ty Robinson also puts up a good fight. And Feast, he's so uh, versatile and quick that – you really got to stay on your toes and uh, get blocked. No, but whole D line's been doing a really good job. They've uh, they've been adapting to our new technique. We're adapting to some of their new stuff, and I think overall it's just been. I think we're just getting each other better, which has been really productive so far. Halfway through spring ball. All right, I got a follow up for the guys up top here. When you take Ty Robinson, Nash, Casey Rogers, who's not practicing, and even Colton Feast out of the equation. Who was a name on the D-line after like that kind of established group um, that has made a move this spring? Are you are you including outside linebackers in this too? Let's keep it let's keep it with like the, the heavier guys, you know, the inside, the 280. Well, you're talking to a bunch of tackles right now. Yeah, so. it's oh, so you, guys, you guys are seeing Jamari and and oh yeah. yeah Jamari, I was gonna say Jamari is looking good, but um Blaze Gunnerson obviously is gonna yeah, almost a hometown rivalry for me with Blaze. <laughs> I'd say uh Mosai, from what I've seen, has made a real push up front. Uh they're kind of thin right now at that spot, but I think uh they're all getting their reps at different times and different looks and stuff like that. I think it's all kind of coming together well and every guy's getting their opportunity to show what they have. Hey, what did you guys think of Pro Day, particularly Cam Jurgens? Um, I mean, you've trained with Cam and played with him for a long time, but seeing him like kind of tuned up like he was and broad jumping 911, 33 and a half inch vertical, which I looked this up. Um, 911, I believe, would be the record for broad jump for all centers in NFL combine history. Um, I mean, were you, yeah. were you guys surprised at all about Cam's Pro Day? No, he jumped just as far as like I think some of our nickels, and they, we weren't even surprised. Like he's put on so much weight since he left here, and it's all muscle. He's he's a freak of nature, so I I wasn't even surprised. But it was awesome to see. Like it's literally the same old Cam. Like he was in the hot tub with me today. It's just like it's like he never left. I mean, he's still one of the boys. And his bunny hops look really cool. I don't know what that drill really does for anybody, but uh, you know that looks sick. 
I can't remember who added the sound effect, but I saw the Mario sound effect on Twitter, and I love that. You got anything to add? On, um, you got big shoes to fill if you're going to try to fight for that spot, Trent. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try to turn to a rabbit, but I don't know. He's he's always been, ever since high school, playing against him in, in Beatrice, he's always been a, a force to be reckoned with. So I'm not really surprised by his numbers, but I'm, I'm proud that he put on some more weight and he's doing really well and will give himself a good shot in the NFL. Did you guys know he played running back his senior year in high school? I thought he played tight I thought end. he was a tight end. They moved him to running back his senior year. He I feel like everything. in Beatrice, he played everything. Huh? <laughs> they had him at quarterback, running back, center, Hunter, everything. Well, he went to the Rivals Challenge when he was going into, I believe, his senior year, and he was he was a tight end. And he was catching passes from Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Matt Corral. That's still so, huge. Yeah, no, he was a stud tight end here, too. He played his freshman year. It's almost like catching a behind-the-back pass, Brant, from Noah Vedro in a basketball game, right? Yeah, almost. <laughs> almost similar. But let, all right, let's move on here. And this is just a follow-up. Um, Cam wanted confirmation. Teddy and Brant, you're both at tackle, right? Or, uh, basically, Brant, are you playing any any guard anymore? No. No. Well, okay. I'm not, I'm on IR, so, yeah, I'm not tackle. <laughs> they might move you to tight end before long here, Teddy. Hey, that 46 jersey's always out there, so – it's always an option. That Oklahoma game when they put you in at tight end, I mean, that was a that was one of the better wrinkles we saw Nebraska use. Where I, Oklahoma just seemed like they didn't know what hit them when you guys came out with that huge tight end set. Can you uh, go back to that moment in in last season? Well, uh, I mean, we knew it all week that. Well, first of all, on that Monday, they were telling me that I was going to be playing tight end, and I was going to say, "Great, uh, no more knee braces." So that was you know, first thought, but no, we, we, when I got out there, my first series, it was pretty rough because it was my first time going out of that right-handed stance in game. So it was kind of just, you know, deer in the headlights, but uh, you know, starting out that second half, I felt a lot more comfortable because I was taking some sets and uh, yeah, no, it was super exciting to actually get involved in that game because, you know, it's such a high caliber team that we're going against and see how I, you know, mash up against them. And then to be involved on a touchdown also, I thought that was really cool. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got a question from Steven. Um, wants to know, is it easier to block for a quarterback in the pocket versus one that's, you know, maybe in the shotgun or pistol and one that might roll out of the pocket a lot? I mean, pocket. Yeah. yeah, I, I I like, yeah. Well, it's, it's almost like you're, you're blocking a guy and, you know, like if you're saying that, you know what the quarterback pocket is and you're, you're defending the pocket. And, I mean, it's a little tough when they leave the pocket because that's where you're bringing the guy to. Like you're just basically pushing him into him. So 
I mean, that being said, like if you're leaving the pocket, you better be leaving for a good reason. Like, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it is. It's a lot. I like it. <laughs> it's definitely preferable to having the QB roll out and watching Garrett Nelson just scramble somewhere on the field and having to try and chase after him. Because when you're out of the pocket, a lot of times you're kind of breaking yourself out of what the play call is, right? Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say our quarterbacks do a good job of staying in the pocket for as long as they can. And we do a good job of – like with Adrian, when he was here, you know, we would clear a lane for him to go up the middle so that he would, you know, get all these long running yards. And that's kind of what we're seeing from some of these quarterbacks that we have mm-hmm. in now as we give them these lanes and they take them up the middle. Trent, if I heard this right, obviously you guys do three and five step drops, even under center. But you're, are you guys doing some seven step drop too? Are you Honestly, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what goes behind me all the time. But as long as I, I know there's three step drop, and I, we there, there'll be some wrinkles for sure. But um, maybe, maybe there'll be a seven, seven step drop. But as long as I know they're behind me and they're not rolling out of the pocket. I'm comfortable. All right. Give me a good story about Mark Whipple. Um, I mean, just what he's brought. Is he kind of just like old man funny behind the scenes at times? Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. So uh, the first time we met him, for all the new coaches, he walks in and instantly I ID, he has no shoes on, just socks. What's the deal with that? Well, uh, uh, he said, he said, uh, uh, nice to meet you guys. Just want to let you know, uh, I don't like shoes. What can I say? I'm from Arizona, so I don't know if that's like if that's like an Arizona thing or what. But uh, apparently, they don't like shoes there. I thought he just had like a strict wife that always made him take his shoes off when he walked in the house. <laughs> Probably, maybe. You know, if it makes him feel like he's at home, that's all good. Yeah, yeah that Chubba Purdy picture on that visit—he was shoeless in the picture. Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah, no, he's always walking yeah. around this uh, stadium or the offices at least, no shoes. Yep. Okay. Does and you know in the past, just from your perspective, obviously Coach Frost ran the offense, but it it just feels different now. I mean, does Whipple kind of run it and Frost observe more than you guys have noticed in your time at Nebraska? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Coach Whipple is you know he's the offense coordinator now, and he's he's really taking that role serious. I mean, he's putting in some stuff that. We never even done before, but we love it. I mean, it's working, so don't don't change. Like yeah. um, Coach Frost, like he's definitely letting Coach Whipple run the offense. I'd say um, I'm sure he still has opinions about things. Like he he was a pretty high level athlete too, so like he knows a lot too. But uh, yeah, Coach Whipple's been awesome as an OC. What about you, Trent? You got anything to add on Mark Whipple? I, I really uh, I like what he's been doing. He's always. Uh, He's interesting to talk to, and he always gives you some insight on just advice. Like he told me, hey, it starts snapping with your left hand. You never know what's going to happen to your right. So little things like that just that can uh, can improve the game. Um, and also, no shoes thing, I'm all for it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> More comfortable. Yeah. All right, Colin's got a question here, and, and this is a good question because we've heard so much about the Donovan Riola style. It's more aggressive. You guys get off the ball faster. Dumb that down. Explain what that means. Cause I think if you're just an average football fan, you're, you're thinking don't offensive linemen always get off the ball and get into the defender. I mean, from your perspective, what's different about the technique if you were trying to explain it to your 52 year old aunt. 
Um, uh, so, you know, kind of the steps, the way we emphasize our steps is our first step is really going at a guy hard. And then the second step, the follow-up is going to be coming at him even harder. We're trying to get our knee through his midline usually. So like right down the middle of his body, we want our second step knee to run through that. And then our hands are a bit different. Our hands are basically like how you would push a broke down car. You're getting behind it. You're getting your chest into it. Your fingertips are going to be facing upwards and you're not, you're not grabbing on to guys. You're just pushing them like you push a car. And to go off what he's saying, I know you're asking about how you heard people say we're flying off the ball. I mean, I, it, I, at first you kind of explain it. Like, I mean, we're, we're an athletic group of offensive linemen, to be honest, there's a lot of offensive linemen out there that are just, 350 can't really move that well but i mean we're all in the o-line room that we have pretty athletic so it's nice to be able to fly off the ball and hit someone in the face because like before it's not that we couldn't do that but it was a lot more focused on how we were taking our steps and now we're just like let loose and go hit someone has it been an adjustment um trent for the guys in practice like on the defensive side because they're they were probably used to one scheme that you were running before and then in a style um, from the line. I mean, I, in that first scrimmage, particularly, I heard stories that the offense really kind of got going there and uh, took it to the defense at times. I mean, what, what have you seen just from from the style change? Yeah, I, it's, it's a lot more focus on aggressiveness, but being smart, too. You don't you know, if, if there's pressure coming or something like that, we're not just going to go fly up and totally miss like we've been doing a good job communicating that. But it's it's a lot more on the on the toes for run blocking instead of like on the insides of your feet and hands up and pushing like as I said like pushing a car um, instead of kind of like grabbing like a like you're grabbing the pads in more of a control style but this is more let loose and go hit the guy. Um, I know me and Brock we we really like this new style. It's definitely a change, but. The emphasis is more on right now is just getting better and getting better at the technique. Um, so there's still some elements of our, my play and some of the older guys' play where it's still a past technique, but it's definitely it's definitely coming along. And I think I think by the time fall camp starts, we're gonna be pros at it pretty much. And there's always room to get better, but we'll but we'll be more comfortable with it. All right, final question. Uh, and on a lighter note, what did you guys do for spring break? Did you go on any trips? Do anything fun? I, I kind of see Brant's stuff come on my feed. It looks like you were having some fun maybe down in Texas. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm from Houston, so we went to the Houston Rodeo. It's the biggest rodeo in the world. Like, I took two foreigners, one's from Germany, one's from Australia. Like, they'd never been to a rodeo. I took them to pet horses. They went crazy. Like, we saw Chris Stapleton. I mean, it – I think for me, we're in the middle of spring ball, so I'm not going to go to Florida or go to Mexico and go crazy. You know, like we got to come back and work. So for me, going to Houston was the best scenario. I could go work out with my trainer, um, stay in shape, but also be able to have some fun because luckily the rodeo was going on at the time or else I don't know what I would have done. But, I mean, I had a lot of fun. I, I'm pretty sure they did too, but uh, you never know. Teddy, did you leave town at all? Yeah, I left Lincoln and uh, went to Omaha. It was super awesome. You know, they have the uh, world's greatest shields there. Went to Shields. Um, you got a better Shields than Lincoln. The Omaha one's better. I'll stand by that. Um, 
We have, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't really go to Omaha there. restaurant when you're back in town. Like, where do you hit first? Oh boy, Paisons probably. Paisons are awesome. I'd say one of those two. They both got pretty solid uh, wings and pizza, so that's Pizons. usually a go-to. So Paisons is a pizza. So good. I haven't heard of that. Uh, Matt Berzel runs at uh, Paisons. Trent knows Matt well, and so do I. So you know, go and stop. Say what's up. It's a scut bar or scut restaurant, right, Trent? Oh. Yeah, just. I would, I, would, I would say uh, Elkhorn South is kind of taking claim to it a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. How about you, Ezra? Did you get away at all for break? Uh, yeah, I left I left Lincoln for a few days and went home to a uh, little Holstein, Iowa, just what I would do almost every day. Uh, I would park my truck out in a field, set up a target 150, 200 yards away, and work on sighting in my new rifle. So if there's anybody listening to this that would like to uh, send ammo my way, that would be well appreciated. Uh, otherwise, I just kind of, I kind of hung out and saw some friends while I was home and didn't really do a whole lot other than shoot, hang out, and train. What's the population of Holstein, Iowa? Oh, yeah. I mean, just he, he, calls, he calls it a village. To him, it's just if a anyone's village. from Holstein, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize to my mom. No, no. I'm sorry, Miss. No, but uh, I'd say it's twelve to thirteen hundred. What's the biggest like big community by you guys? Um, Sioux City is forty minutes straight east of us, so that's like the you know that was the city to me. That was the hub. That was where you like. Yeah, no, me and my friends would just on Friday nights sometimes we'd pile in the car and just go to the mall just to screw around. But um, uh, otherwise, you got Cherokee that's not terribly far north, and then Storm Lake that's about 25 minutes away, too. So, all right. And then, Trent, how about you? Did you get away anywhere or did you stick in Omaha? Uh, I pretty much stay in Lincoln. I went to Omaha a couple times, but. Moved from a third floor apartment to another third floor apartment. So definitely got my workout in for spring break and finally, finally getting settled in. So that's good. Well, guys, uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on. Uh, had some great uh, viewership, live viewership numbers here on Husker Chat Live. So thank you to everybody uh, that tuned in. Uh, once again, Husker Chat Live was brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. Thank you, Teddy, Brand, Ezra, Trent. Appreciate you guys coming on. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. you. Appreciate you, right, that wraps it up here for this edition of Husker Chat Live. For HuskerOnline.com, I'm Sean Callahan.